The New Age Christianity Podcast is brought to you by Hello, New Age Christian family. This is Austin Fletcher. You're listening to the New Age Christian Podcast, and this is episode number 67. So today we're continuing with the third part of how to work with the law of attraction or with the secret. If you remember from the last two episodes, part one is to ask, part two is to believe, and part three that we're talking about today is to receive. So receiving, when you have asked and you have believed, receiving is easy it's one of the it is the easiest part if you may but if you've done the first two parts wrong then receiving can be the most difficult part and honestly it doesn't even work so how do you know that if you have asked and believed properly that you are properly working with the energy of receiving we're going to talk about that today there are some uh, little telltale signs that in your life and in how you think and how you view things and uh, hopefully we'll unpack them enough that you can start to figure out whether or not you're doing it right. Ask, believe, and receive. So as I said in the intro, if you have asked and believed properly, then receiving is super easy. And a lot of this will just be kind of like, well, yeah, of course. But if you've not done the first two parts before, maybe you're still unsure and there's a measure of a learning curve, if you will, then receiving is actually the, I think, in my opinion, it's where you get to the results energetically of how you have engaged with this process. And there are little telltale signs inside of the receiving energy and the way of being around receiving that if you've done it right, then you know, quote unquote, air quote, air quotes on if you've done it right. This is not about like that there is a cut and dry formula that, you know, you are a failure if you didn't do it right. It is that there is an art, right? We talked about the art of asking and there is a nuance to believing. And so doing it right is not necessarily this uh, thing that, you know, to feel condemned about. It is simply each individual scenario, each individual thing that you are working with, with the law of attraction, each individual thing you're asking for, there's going to be energies and nuance to whether or not you did it right, whether or not it's working. And for me, I find that is most palpable, most noticeable when you get to the principles around receiving. So for lack of a better way to say, you know, consider this your litmus test, consider this your, you know, the proof is in the pudding. And um, if the pudding is the right energies of receiving, then you shall receive. Um, if the energies are off, then you probably need to go back to one of the previous steps. It's not necessarily about working on receiving itself. It is about you realizing that receiving is a signpost for the first two steps. And I haven't said this in the previous two episodes, but really the more work you put into the preliminary elements of asking and believing that this is even all possible, the easier each, the following step is. So if you remember, I talked about the preliminary step of deciding, right? So if you make your decision that this is who you're going to be, this is what you're going to do. This is what you're going to have, whatever it is. And then you ask the asking is easier 
the stronger your decision is. So if you have a super strong decision about this is going to happen, there is no doubt this is a matter of fact that this is what you're going to do, then the asking feels a lot less of a chore, like less of a chore because it is that much more powerful. And then when your ask is that powerful, your belief is easier. And when your belief is easier, then your receiving is really easy. So it's kind of this cascading process in my experience. It's a lot of work and a lot of intentionality and a lot of specificity and focus. And I say a lot of work, again, air quotes, the better you get it, it's not hard at all. But a lot of clarity and focus and intention around the deciding and then the asking and the believing and the receiving, that that it gets easier and easier as you get further down the process for each individual subject to where the point if you've done it right, then receiving is the easiest. It's literally just waiting. How hard is it to receive a gift? Right? How hard is it to receive at Christmas or on your birthday when somebody buys you something? And that is an interesting sign there. You know, you might say, oh, it's actually really hard for me to receive gifts because, well, then that's a sign that maybe in working with the law of attraction, you're also having a hard time receiving gifts. And that's a, a belief thing. That's a worth thing. That is a limiting beliefs issue, which we talked about in the previous episode. So if you have a hard time receiving birthday gifts, then how much more difficult is it to receive uh, divine magical gifts from the universe? You might want to push into that and maybe some tips and tricks on that as we go. But um, if you've done it right, it's super easy to receive gifts. It's super easy to be grateful and it's super easy to just watch things unfold. So, you know, to start out, you know, how much more will your father give you good gifts to those who ask him, right? Jesus says, you know, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So this comes back around to you have not because you ask not. And receiving what you've asked for is not a reward. And there's an energy to a lot of religious training that if you're a good kid, then you will get the rewards. And so I find uh, I'm starting right out of the gate with this sense of earning it because that is most often from those of us who came from the Christian world and honestly those who grow up in a household where it's like, you know, you need to do your chores before you can eat type of stuff. Like that's, our parents think that they're training us well, but in some ways they are training us like you don't even get to eat until you work for it. And that's a subconscious kind of like, I don't get anything. I don't get anything for free. There's no such thing as a free lunch. There's no such thing as a gift with no strings attached. Really? Like that may be a reality for how a lot of humans work, but a good parent is happy to feed their child without making them take the trash out first. Like, yes, there are principles. There are participating in the household. I'm not, I'm not saying if you're a parent that makes your kid take the trash out before they have dinner, that that's evil. I'm just saying there are a lot of us. And if you think back to your childhood, maybe the reason you do that with your child is that your parents did that with you. And while you can learn 99 great lessons from that, you might have learned one bad one that until you work for it, you don't even get to eat, right? That's the nuance of being a parent, by the way. Welcome to just humanity. There's no way to raise your kids without them getting some sort of negative beliefs from how you raise them. I'm sorry. That's just 
the law of growth. There's no way you're going to raise your kids perfectly to where they don't have any crap to overcome. Just embrace it, that you're going to do your best. And this is how I've, you know, they chose you to be their parents because they knew that in growing up in your household, they would learn the lessons that they need to learn, right? And like some of that gets into reincarnation and stuff like that. But uh, this is a bit of a sidetrack, but it's worth having is that we learn as kids some really great lessons from our parents. And yet the backhand of so many of those lessons is lack and uh, a lack of identity and earning it and so many things like that. And so it's your job as you grow up. Do you blame your parents for the things you believe now? I sure hope not. You can see that they did their best and you can see what you, oh yeah, I did learn that, you know, participating in the family and helping with trash is, or helping with the dishes or whatever is a great thing. And it's a great, good lesson my parents taught me. Thank you. The backhand of that lesson was you don't eat until you work for it. And you clearly that was not the intention that your parents um, had. And maybe it was, maybe, you know, you don't, you know, there is that scripture that if you don't work, you don't eat. And there's an element of that too. But obviously we're talking about parents and loving their kids. If your kid was sick and didn't have the, couldn't or broke their leg and couldn't go mow the lawn like they normally do, are you going to like, well, until you can mow the lawn, you're nope, not going to feed you. No, a parent is happy to care for their kid. A parent is happy to give good gifts to their children. So if you, being evil, know how to good give, give good gifts to your kids, how much more is your heavenly Father in heaven? So receiving is not a reward. I'll say that until I'm blue in the face. It, you didn't earn it. Receiving is not, well, God must be holding out on me from this thing I've asked for because I'm not good enough. Uh, because I did that thing the other day. Or because this behavior that somehow... I am convinced is is wrong, right? Even though the idea of sin has been removed as far as the East is from the West. This idea over here of I smoked a cigar and apparently tobacco, God doesn't like it, even though he made it. Or I had a drink and I got drunk and apparently, you know, whatever, blah, 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 yada, yada. All the things that you can poke into that all the ways in which we feel like maybe we haven't earned it that we have to be good enough. So a telltale sign on the receiving side is if your mind kind of starts to question why this thing is that you haven't, that you've believed for, that you've asked for, why it hasn't showed up. If you're wondering if you did something, right? I'm going to leave it at that. If you're wondering whether or not you did something, whether you did it right or you did it wrong and that because of that thing you did and by the way the real test is well I must have done my asking wrong and in some ways I'm playing into it I can't I mean language is what it is you know well I did it wrong Austin said I did it wrong (laughs) but there's there's a reality to like you did it incorrectly in a sense but you didn't do it wrong the same way that there's a nuance to the use of you know it's your fault like nobody can uh, measure these energies inside of you I can't do this for you I can tell you that you quote unquote did it wrong but only you know whether or not that's like a no I just I mechanically need to shift how I do it versus whether or not some condemnation shows up when I say it 
if there's condemnation underneath that and you're wondering, did I do it wrong? I didn't do it right. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough and blah, 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 blah. Then you're falling into the trap of performance, right? Whether that you need to be righteous enough or you need to be smart enough or you need to be good enough, that this is not a performance-based law. It's a universal law of attraction. It's a universal law of vibration. And your vibration is, I didn't do it right. I'm not good enough, right? And so in the art of receiving, in the process of receiving, if you find yourself wondering whether or not you did it right, and it comes with this sting of, I've underperformed, I'm not good enough, and therefore, you know, this is a lot of hard work, performance, 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 then you're falling into that trap of performance. And that anyone who falls into that trap, what's frustrating as a teacher is that the trap of performance actually works half the time, right? You actually get what you want half the time because you've tricked yourself into thinking you've earned it, so you actually believe it, right? That's the danger of this particular trap is I have to earn it, and in this case, I did earn it, therefore, the universe is going to give me what I asked for. I get what I asked for, ding, 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 I earned it, and... I'm a good person, I'm righteous, I'm holy, I make a good income because I worked hard, I worked hard, I went to school and I got the job. You know, forget about the 20 other people who also got the same degree and don't have the job I have. Apparently I earned it because I'm better than them. The trap of performance works half the time. And we like to remember the times that it worked because it's things that we, you know, oh, I earned this favor here and I earned that favor there and I earned this favor here. But then on the flip side, I must not be earning it here, here, and here because I'm not good enough and I need to try harder and do better. The truth is, is that it's not performance-based on the good or the negative. And so if it's negative, that is the most easy opportunity to figure out whether or not you're in the performance trap. You do not earn anything from God. You do not earn anything from this law. You simply work with it. Now, you work with it the right way or the wrong way, but it's not about performance. It's simply about energy. It's simply about flowing with the energy of receiving and asking and deciding and all of those things. And if you grew up religious, and if you grew up in a, a largely in the Western culture, even outside of church, it's such a performance culture. It's such a um, work hard and get the reward for culture. But the reality is, is that receiving is not a reward. You're not getting a reward. Neither are you getting a punishment. You're simply getting, it's like plugging in numbers to a calculator and feeling like, and, and having this feeling like, well, the calculator gave me the right math. I must have earned it. No, the calculator is the calculator. You plug in the numbers, it's going to give you the math. You plug in the wrong numbers, it will give you the wrong answer. You plug in the right numbers, it'll give you the right answer. There's no performance that you did to get the right answer. You just simply worked with it right or wrong. There's no righteous mismeasurement or like skill-based measurement, nothing like that. The universe is like a calculator. You plug in the wrong numbers, you get the wrong answer. You plug in the right numbers, you get the right answer. Nothing has a commentary on your character or who you are as a person. It is simply working with these laws. It is not a reward. Okay. Now, so that is the number one trap I see people fall into. The Another major tool for figuring out 
the art, the, you know, how to receive or a uh, litmus test of whether or not you have. I did a whole episode on gratitude. I'm going to talk about it one more time because gratitude really is right here. This is the apex point of where gratitude belongs in this process. That feeling grateful is the secret. And here's the thing is it's true feeling of gratitude isn't hard, right? We feel like it's easy to feel like I should say that we need to like work it up like we're exercising in the gym and I just need to gratitude my way to manifestation. True gratitude is the result of the hard work being done in the deciding, the asking, and the believing. Gratitude, I mentioned in the gratitude episode that real gratitude just shows up from within. It's authentic and it is not a work. It is a fruit. It is a result of properly doing the first aspects and it is a signal to you that you've done it right, right? When you are grateful for the fact that you have, and I used in that episode I talked about for me, I hacked this energy by realizing that I've turned the machine on known as the law of attraction to bring the thing that I am asking for, right? So as an update from, uh, I think two episodes ago where I talked about the desire for $100,000 this year, I've done some more work on it. I told you in that episode that I haven't actually asked yet, right? I'm working on it to figure out my decision, you know, the power of decision, then the ask and then the belief. The reason I haven't asked yet is because, and I figured out a little bit more of it as I've processed the last couple of days, that it's not actually $100,000 that I'm believing for. It is for a financial clean slate. And I have some uh, debts that I feel to get rid of and uh, financial needs to prepare for 2021. And so that 2020 is about cleaning the slate. And it's roughly about $100,000, but the energy of it isn't $100,000. The energy of it is the cleaning of the slate in so many ways. And so gratitude is the fruit of doing this work properly. And and I noticed when I started to kind of like narrow down like, oh yeah, no, it's not about $100,000. That's just some random number that I got a bit of inspiration from Jack Canfield from The Secret in his story of the Chicken Soup for the Soul books. But $100,000 isn't the point. It's actually this. And when you get closer and closer to the real energy of what it is you're asking for, gratitude gets closer and closer to being this natural thing. I can feel it. I can feel gratitude coming in for like, oh yeah, I'm about to activate the law of attraction. I'm about to watch it unfold. And um, and we'll get into that in the next point um, on how you receive. Like There is some nuts and bolts to watching it unfold. But it is very much that feeling of gratitude starts to creep in and it becomes just, I'm not trying to be grateful, I just am. Because I understand that the law of attraction is about to be in the works. I'm about to press the red button on the machine that starts printing out the thing I have asked for. And sometimes it can be printed on this one. This particular ask is over the course of a year. I've put a time frame. I want to, this is what I want to accomplish this year. And other things can be much shorter. So, uh, or longer, you know, whatever. Whatever it is you ask for, a lot of times there's a time element. We'll get into some of that in troubleshooting in the next couple of weeks. But for me, the gratitude is starting to creep in. And 
there is, and it is the ultimate sign of knowing that you have believed that you've already received it. And so I talk about hacking that in that gratitude is a past tense feeling. How do you have a past tense feeling for something that hasn't happened yet? I hack it by realizing that I, I pushed the red button yesterday. So my gratitude is from the day that I pushed the button, right? I'm grateful for the simplicity that this works and this is how it works. I have asked the Father for a good gift and it's on the way. I'm so thankful that this works and my gratitude is in the fact that I've pushed the button. That's how I hack the feeling of gratitude. It's not the only way to do it, but it's my favorite way. And this is my podcast, so, you know. (laughs) Um, And inside of gratitude, there is a little nugget, um, and I don't remember if I put it in the gratitude episode, but it is letting it go, right? I have mentioned before, like, if you keep praying for this thing, then it's evidence that you haven't actually let it go. It's like planting a seed and then every day going back and seeing if it's growing yet. Well, every day that you unplant it, every day that you dig it up, oh, no, it hasn't grown yet. You have to like replant or you're going to kill it, right? Chances are it will either never germinate or you'll just kill it because you do pick it up as after it started to germinate and you ruin it. So letting go, not praying again, not checking in all the time. Oh, uh, let me check in today. I, it's one of the, for me, when Jack Canfield tells his story about every day he wakes up and he sees a $100,000 bill on the ceiling above his bed, you know, he says he took a $1 bill and he put a bunch of extra zeros on it. For me, that's not the best method for me. It doesn't keep me uh, believing. It keeps me trying, right? For me, it keeps me like, oh yeah, okay, I'm going to ask again for $100,000. I'm going to ask every morning for $100,000. At some point, I never step into, I've actually believed that it has happened, and I never step into gratitude. I stay in hope because I'm constantly reminding myself, constantly reminding myself. Now, other people are more visual. Other people are more, they see the $100,000 and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm so awesome. I cannot wait for it to come. It's how you frame it. There's no right or wrong way to do it. Again, it's the energy. Have you let it go? For me, if I see a $100,000 bill every morning, it means I haven't let it go. For you, it might mean, oh yeah, it's just a reminder to be grateful. So it's whatever works. I'm trying to give you the principles of what doesn't work. So letting go is there's a nuance in that that you need to understand where if you have certain things like that and you don't and they just keep reminding you to ask or believe or like squeeze out some gratitude and all of a sudden you fart, you know, like that's, <laughs> that means, oh, I'm going to be so grateful today. Stop it. You haven't let it go, right? There is an ease and a naturalness to gratitude. And I have to insert here. So there's a verse and a concept inside of scripture where Jesus talks about, there's a few different versions, but like one was, I think it was a widow who keeps begging a judge for justice. And, the unjust judge, and and then finally the judge gives in because the widow is so freaking persistent, right? And then another one is the neighbor who goes to the friend's house and knocks on the door in the middle of the night and won't stop knocking until the owner of the house comes to the door to give him some bread. And the principle is when you ask, don't give up. Don't give up, don't give up. And it's really an interesting thing because Jesus has these other things like, God already knows what you have need for, so like, don't even worry about it. And then you know, ask and you'll receive and seek you'll, and you'll find and knock and the door will be open. But then there's this other idea of like, when you ask, 
be persistent until you get your yes. Now, I know so many people who apply that over like, I've been praying for this thing, and I mentioned this a few episodes ago about the ask, but I've been praying for this thing for 25 years. Well, every time you walk away from that prayer, you've given up. So gratitude and the letting go is plays into this in that this asking and this knocking and the seeking, when you do that and you sit down in this one prayer and you sit there and you sit there and you sit there and you ask and you ask and you and you work on it and you work on it and you work on it and you don't get up, right? And you reach the point energetically inside of this ask where a smile breaks across your face. It's the neighbor knocking on the door, knocking on the door, knocking on the door, and then he hears the lock. And it's obviously the owner of the house that's come to the door to say, what do you want, right? The moment, you can imagine standing in a dark alley, knocking on the door, knocking on the door, and then you hear that you know click of the lock. It's that relief, that's that smile that comes across your face like, yes, it worked, right? Gratitude is that in that prayer. So one, don't pray for 25 years for the thing. You're not believing anything. And it's not the fulfillment of the scripture where, you know, keep knocking, keep knocking. No, sit down in one moment. Jesus did this, by the way, in the Garden of Gethsemane. He went back and he prayed three times, but he didn't move on. It was not time for him to face the cross until he got what he had asked for. And it was the angels came and strengthened him, if you remember. So, don't leave your prayer. Don't give up. And yes, Jesus, I actually really like his example. He took a break. You know, you don't have to pray for 20 hours straight. You can spend a whole day on it or just a few hours on it. You don't have to like, non, you know, go eat, go have a drink, get, you know, eat lunch, whatever. But don't enter into your asking session, into your time just to, oh, well, I guess it didn't work. You keep asking until you touch gratitude. You keep asking until you hear that thing lock, unlock and that you hear the creak of the door, and then boom, you've got it. And let it go. Right? Let go of the thing you've asked for and realize that you just press play on the machine known as the law, universal law of attraction. And now comes the third part, which is how to practically walk each day in receiving. So receiving is often more practical than you think. In a sense that I love Jack Canfield's example of the car that, uh, you know, you can drive from New York to L.A. in the middle of the night, which I guess you would have to stop during the day because you wouldn't get there in one night. But you can drive to New York to L.A. in the dark, right? And all you need is headlights to see 200 feet in front of you. You don't need to see the whole path all the way to L.A. You just need to see the next 200 feet. And so... There's a process to receiving usually. It's, this is where they use the example of that woman in, on, in The Secret where she's sitting on this grassy knoll and there's people playing beach volleyball in front of her and she's wanting love in her life, right? She's wanting a, a relationship with a man. And there's two dudes and a girl playing volleyball and the volleyball goes out of bounds and ends up in her lap, right? And she's looking at this volleyball and she her mind is elsewhere and then she looks over and they're like, hey, come play volleyball, come play volleyball, come play volleyball. And she's deciding whether or not she should. And she decides to get up and follow spirit quickly and go play volleyball. And they hint towards the fact that there's two guys and one girl and that this other guy is single and 
voila, she has the thing that she's asked for, right? Because she followed intuition and went and played volleyball. And they talk about not delaying, not taking too much time when you follow spirit, that you follow the leading of life quickly and that the universe likes speed is absolutely true, right? Because there's an energy to believing. There's an energy to receiving that when you have believed that this thing is on its way to your life, you're looking for it everywhere, right? It's, have you ever ordered something in the mail? You ever ordered something something from Amazon and you really, really want it and you're really excited to receive it? What do you do? You check your phone, you check the tracking on that parcel every four hours. Is it there yet? Is it there yet? Is it there yet? You call your house. Hey, is that package there yet? Like sometimes it's really important for work or sometimes it's something you just really want. Sometimes it, it, there's a deadline. It needs to be there before somebody's birthday, whatever. You're expecting this delivery. There's an energy to receiving. And so when you are in the place of receiving and you've let it go and you've let, then your expectancy, your excitement is, where is it? Where's Where's this thing that I've asked for? And so this lady who's, watching two dudes and a lady, another lady play volleyball, there's an energy towards like, I wonder if it's him. I wonder if it's him. Now, there's also an energy towards trusting and not inserting your own, like cutting it off. Because what if it's not him? What if he's actually married and his wife is at work and you're like, oh, I guess it's not him, right? But you go, do you have a brother? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe it's not him, but playing volleyball leads you to hanging out with them and then his brother shows up 20 minutes later or he's got a good friend or like you never know you never freaking know but what it is is you're waiting for the universe to bring it and there's an expectancy there's an energy towards receiving that this package is on the way where is it where is it is it over there is that it is this it and there is an energy to receiving it becomes a mix of two things it becomes a mix of tangible making of plans, right? So in my case, talking about wanting to get a clean slate financially, there's an energy towards receiving that includes a very practical nature of, okay, how much money do I need to make through my profession? How much money do I, you know, and then there's also expectancy for, I have certain ideas that where I need the right relationships or the right opportunity, the right investors. And so, you know, okay, here's a great example. So I have a very, very good, I believe, profitable uh, app idea that I'm wanting to implement. And I actually have a team of dudes who are helping to implement it, but we're looking for one of two things, either a senior developer or an investor. So uh, this podcast goes out to you guys. If you know of a good senior developer or an investor who's interested in investing in a tech idea, message me, austin at category5.org or austin at newagechristianity.org and I would love to talk to you. I am in the midst of some of these asks and that is one of them. And so there is a measure of practicality. I just, in a very practical way, in the art of receiving, I just put out word and, and asked you guys, do you know of any senior developers or investors? And if you do, please email me. That's a very practical thing to do, right? The energy of receiving is very active in, I have asked for this thing, but I'm going to participate and do my part. That's where decision comes in, if you remember from two episodes ago. So 
it's very practical in that way and it's very step by step by step and then it's also intuitive practically in the sense that you know you can ask for a million dollars and believe for a million dollars and get ready to receive for a million a million dollars and then just what sit in your bedroom and wait for a million dollars to like magically blow through the window or randomly a powerball ticket will find its way into your wallet because you know cross-dimensional something or other like or do you at least get up and go buy a powerball ticket or do you at least get up and go see google the fastest way to make a million dollars i don't give a crap what you do but there's a practicality to receiving there's a practicality towards i'm going to actively be looking for this thing that i'm receiving jack canfield tells his story where he's looking at let's make a hundred thousand dollars he has he said it's six weeks or so and he nothing happens and then he's in the shower and he has an idea and he notes that idea and goes that's a really good idea and he steps into this energy of like okay that's how this could happen this is how i could receive and then he sees the national Enquirer rack and it just struck him as like wow if people knew about my book they would buy it and there's an energy towards like this is that and this is that and then he has this he's at a speaking event and a reporter from the national Enquirer wants to do an interview with him and boom right he's now at that point you know, he does the whole like do, 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 do at that point in the movie. But what he's explaining, if you listen to it, he's explaining the energy of receiving. That even if none of those three steps were very practical in him, like, okay, I need to do this and this and this, there's still an expectancy towards the intuitive leading of like, I think the National Enquirer probably could be it. Huh, how could I work with the National Enquirer? And then he just waits. But he's waiting in a receiving energy, an expectant energy. And then a couple of weeks later, he's at an, an event and a reporter from the National Enquirer wants to talk to him, right? And that's another receiving energy. And, and imagine, can you imagine when he did that interview, what kind of energy he had? Like, this is going to work. I'm going to have, a, I'm going to make $100,000 this year because of this one interview. Because it's an energy. It's a receiving energy. It's very practical. It's very step-by-step. And a lot of times it is very much, it's like me asking you, hey, do you know any senior, does this community know any senior developers or people who would be interested in investing in a tech idea? And that investment amount is at least 50,000, if not up to 75,000. It's not huge investment in the world of tech, but you know, anyway, that's a very practical energy. And it is one of those things that as you learn the different things, there's other things that I'm believing for that I would never announce on here, right? Because not everything needs the same formula, but everything needs the same energy. I am in a receiving energy for the different asks that I am preparing. And the closer and closer I get to a defined decision and ask and belief, the more natural the receiving energy just flows. Because now I'm expecting that this law of attraction machine is at work in my favor. And one last little note, receiving can be scary in that there is a element of change that we, I've seen multiple times in life where people have been healed of a disease or an ailment that they've had for a very long time and they receive their healing. They're super excited. And then they realize, I've, I know this is not my story, but a story of a friend of mine who healed a guy who was in a wheelchair and he stood up 
and his wife was like, oh my gosh, you healed everything. And his first statement was, his eyes got really big and he went, oh no, my disability check, right? Like he just got healed, he hadn't been able to walk, I think he had back issues for like two years and he was able to stand up and his first thought was, I'm gonna lose my disability benefits, right? Receiving can be scary because it's often, it pokes at the life that you've already built. It pokes at familiarity and it pokes at, and it really, it is the last step before change. And really, it's a better way to say it is change can be scary. And so when we're in the energy of receiving, we have this excitement, we have this excitement. And then we see like, like the girl who's looking for to not be alone and she wants to be with, have a man in her life. Well, she gets that and then suddenly on her first date, he does or says something that reminds her of her last relationship and all the pain and all the whatever and suddenly it's, oh crap, I got what I asked for, (laughs) right? Oh no, the universe actually did give me what I asked for and I'm not sure I want it, right? So that is kind of just a little caveat at the back end of receiving you can absolutely shut it off and shut it down because of a subconscious fear or a subconscious, you know, this, wow, this is scary. And so do you trust that the thing you've asked for is exactly the thing that you really want? And notice I didn't say what you really need or anything like that, because this is, God's always going to give you what you need. That's kind of a silly statement anymore for me, because it's all wants on a nuanced level. Do you want to eat? (laughs) Like, do you want to have food in your belly? Like, yes, of course. So is it a need or is it a want? Whatever. I think in by and large, our our more prominent energy in being creators is that we all, it's wants. I think there's a servant mentality, like I'm not God and I'm just a poor human. Then that's when it's like, well, he'll give you what you need. But it's Jesus talks about like, don't even worry about the things you need. He knows you have needed them before you ask them. Don't even... What do you want, right? Spend your time on what you want. And so do you trust that the things that you've decided that you want are really what you want, right? If there's fear and you short circuit your receiving, then go back and don't ask for the same thing again. Go back and re, you know define more the thing that you're really asking for that you so that when it does show up, there's no doubts in your mind that is exactly what you want. It's exactly what you quote unquote need. And do you trust that as you do that, all these little crazy turns, you know, that whole analogy with the the headlights, that you think it's the guy playing volleyball that's gonna be this new man in your life and Oh yeah, he's so attractive and he looks so good in a swimsuit and blah, 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 blah. And then you find out he's married. He's happily married. As a matter of fact, his wife is going to join us in 30 minutes. And you go, well, that's, that's, uh, I guess I did it wrong. Do you trust those crazy turns? Like, do you feel like, oh, I missed it. I didn't earn it. I didn't, right? Or do you go, no, well, that's interesting. I didn't see that coming universe. (laughs) Ha ha, you know. But where where is it now? Is this new guy that I met, is it his best friend who's also joining us in 30 minutes? Or is it his brother? Is it, you know what I'm saying? Is this a job opportunity? Then I go to work for him and six months from now I find the guy of my dreams at the office. You know, who knows? Do you trust those twists and turns? Do you trust that all the times 
that you thought it was it and then it wasn't and then you thought it was it and then it wasn't and then you thought it was it and then it wasn't are they leading you to it actually being it or are they throwing you out of gratitude and you're just getting frustrated and you're going well i guess i did it wrong i didn't earn it right trust without wavering that every little twist and turn everything that looks like it's going against you is actually for you everything that looks like it doesn't make sense at all and it has nothing to do with what you asked if it feels intuitive like i'm going to do this or if it makes sense again it can be very practical i need to make this much money i'm going to make set goals i'm going to do you know follow the methodology of the one thing and i'm going to make my career blossom awesome Sometimes it's very practical, sometimes it's very intuitive. It's usually both. But do you trust that those twists and turns are for you? Do you trust that they are actually in line with the thing that you want? Fear can kick in and you can kick yourself out of it. If so, I've already given you hints on how to check with that. But as a whole, receiving is very much about the unwavering energy of gratitude, the unwavering energy of receiving the unwavering energy of that this is just how it works. This is a calculator. It's not a reward. I didn't screw it up. It's just taking an interesting route that I did not see. And if you would have been able to see it with your mind, you would have done it yourself anyway. Let's be honest. Like if you knew exactly that, you wouldn't be working with the law of attraction. I mean, you would be. You just wouldn't be intentionally working with the law of attraction. You're listening to this series because you want to learn how to intentionally work with the law of attraction in a way that is kind of magical, right? If you knew how to become the president of the United States and you just knew these are the steps and this will work, and you would do that. But we all want things that we don't know how they can happen. We don't know how they can come about. And so we have to figure out how to work with these principles and then follow them and work and trust them. And so, again, if it doesn't make sense to your mind, like I said, it, if it would have made sense to your mind, you wouldn't need these principles. But it doesn't make sense often. It's often like, what in the world? All right, I'm going to go this way. I didn't see this coming. Oh, I didn't see that coming. And the bigger the ask, the bigger the change, by the way. The bigger the ask, typically, the more challenging the intuition. When you intuitively feel like you need to quit your job or you need to end this particular business relationship or personal relationship or you need to move to a different country. Like, it's really, you want massive change your intuition is going to start leading you to become a crazy person. The question is, do you trust it? Do you trust that you're not crazy? Do you trust that this is the universe working in your favor and you are following spirit? You're following your intuition. You are following your I amness and God to the goal that you have asked for and you are trusting implicitly. There's lots of little pitfalls along the way, but in the end, it is easy when you've actually believed it's easy when your ask is clear it's easy when you have decided this is who i'm going to be when you do the hard work in front of it receiving is easy and so i hope this has helped i hope i have a feeling that there are those of you who have been working with the law of attraction for a while and maybe there's some nuggets in here that you realize this is why i haven't received it Again, I do uh, spiritual coaching. I'm launching that officially this year, and those details will be coming out this week. I am recording a bunch of episodes to get ahead, and I'm recording three or four today, and um, I'm loving it. So if you want help, if you need that 
second opinion. That's one of the things that I love to do is help people create the life that they desire and help them fight through the nuance of, of the energies that they're working with because it is. It is each individual case, each individual person, each individual's time and season in life is different and having a coach can be really, really helpful. So if you're interested, send me a message at austin at newagechristianity.org. I know a few people have tried to message me on the Facebook page, which I can't figure out why that dang page app does not give me notifications of when people message me. But send me an email at austin at newagechristianity.org, and that will definitely come through. I'm sorry for those of you who had tried to hit me up a couple weeks ago, and I'm just now seeing this. Yeah, I don't know why it won't send me notifications, but I have to like go into some special spot on the back end of the page app just to even see, and then like three layers deep to figure out if someone actually meshes me anything relevant. And um, I apologize for the delay, but I have seen your messages. And uh, again, a lot of that those details will be coming out this week. So I uh, hope you guys are doing well. Thank you, as always, for an hour of your time. Reciprocity does not always look like money. It also looks like time and energy. So... If you uh, would consider donating, highly appreciate that as always. And uh, share these podcasts with your friends. If you have any subjects you would like me to discuss on these podcasts, send me a message to my email or on the Facebook group. We can do that as well. So I'll see you guys in the next episode. And until then, uh, remember, if anything is true, remember that there is a way in which it is true. And uh, you can have anything you've asked for. If you do it right. (laughs) And I'll let that energy just sit out there for you. And uh, you do your own homework on whether or not I just uh, pulled a trigger in you or not. So love you guys. See you in the next episode.